You can't go out playing golf having fun. Fun, senor, you have obviously never played wing foot. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You've got to be kidding me, Vegas. I'm on night. There's my picks for this week. Now, if you want next week's picks, I can give you those by Friday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week four of the Wingfoot Locks. I am really hoping that you were listening last week because we were on absolute fire. If you followed us on Instagram or Facebook, you hit the Wingfoot Lock of the Week. We told you the Ravens, six and a half, too many points. And, of course, that back door is always open when you're taking the underdog. They came through. So we are back again. We got the boys live this week. Chris Portente is with us in living color. And, of course, Greg Hoyle. Follow him on Twitter, folks. Hashtag according to Hoyle. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time. Are you ready to roll for week four? Yeah, buddy. I love it. All right. So, Chris, I'm going to start with you because this is one you've been stewing over a lot. The Tennessee Titans head to the Atlanta Falcons this week. Titans getting four. They're coming off long rest, a Thursday night loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You like the Titans in this one. What's going on, Chris? Uh, yeah, I do. I do, Joe. I like the Titans. Uh, it opens up four and a half, uh, which I liked. I was really hoping, uh, and I still am, trying to get it up to five. Trending down to four right now, but we got a few days left, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I like the Titans this week for the same exact reason that I liked the Colts last week, which, by the way, covered in one. Um, and oh, did you mention that on last week? Did you mention that on last week's program? Oh, yeah, I think it was one of my main games I broke down. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm not- <laughs> But anyway, like I said, for the same reasons I like the uh, Colts last week and the same reason I like the Titans this week. Um, so the Falcons are 1-10 straight up, 0-11 against the spread, and this includes last week versus AFC teams. All right? Um, and on the flip side of that, the Titans are 7-3 and straight up, as well as against the spread in their past 10 games within the conference. All right. So, and three of those losses, three of the five, um, three losses were by five or less points. Um, so that's why I'm loving this if I can get it to five. Um, because I think this is going to be one of those weeks where we have a lot of wins but don't covers. Um, and with all these numbers trend and trends on this game, plus with that gut feeling I have, and like I was just telling you guys before, a lot of goes into this is research. A lot of goes into this is numbers and trends. But been doing this a long time, and your gut plays a big part in what we do here. And my gut this week is telling me there's going to be a few games, maybe more than a few of those wins and don't covers, and that's why I really like the Titans this week against the, the Falcons. I think you got to be getting a great number on the Titans right now. Coming off a Thursday night game where it's the only game that people are watching, and they saw how bad they looked against the Jaguars. I don't think people realize how good that Jaguars defense is. So I think you're getting a good value pick here with the Tennessee Titans, and you're right. Atlanta it has that showy offense. I think this number is going to go up, so you might get it closer to five as we head to Sunday. We saw the lines move this week in week three like crazy. So you want to follow these numbers early and try and predict where they're going to go because either you need to know if you should buy now or wait till Sunday, depending on what side of the game you want to be on. So right now we've got it at plus four pretty much across the board. Greg, what do you think about this one? 
Yeah, it's, I don't disagree. I'm just not going to lay um, or I'm not going to take points or bet on any games where teams are on back-to-back bye weeks, certainly not third weeks in a row. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the fact that, what's his name, Neil from Atlanta is out in the secondary, I think that's an advantage that's recent. They're going to be scrambling. Um, but, you know, so don't disagree. I'm just not on it myself. I think one other note, too, that's different when you're talking about back-to-back bye weeks, uh, back-to-back road weeks, I should say, is the caveat that they did come off a Thursday night game, so they do have yep. a little bit extra rest, a little different scenario than a team that's just coming off straight back-to-back road games, which we will talk about next. As the Oakland Raiders head to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, Raiders getting seven in this one. Now, we all have a play on this game, and I'll start because uh, you can all rebut. So right now, I'm going to say I'm leaning toward Oakland, but I'm going to wait on this one. Yes, they're going on their back-to-back road game after uh, losing last week in Minnesota. They traveled, uh, as my understanding, to the West Coast, and they're coming back to Indy. So that's going to take a toll on a team. However, there are some key injuries to watch here for the Indianapolis Colts. Malik Hooker is out for sure. Darius Leonard, their star linebacker, still dealing with concussion protocol. And of course, T.Y. Hilton. How that guy is so dominant is amazing to me. And what he means to that team is huge. He is going is dealing with some injuries right now, and he could be out this week. So if Leonard and Hilton are out, I say take the points with the Raiders, despite the travel that they're going with. However, uh, I'm going to wait on this one. I'm leaning to Oakland right now. Chris, what do you think about this one? You disagree with me. Uh, I disagree with you a little bit, not on the injuries. I, 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 those injuries have a big part in what we do on this game. Um, I think that T.Y. Hilton has a bigger part than the other two guys. Um, I think if T.Y. Hilton is at – first of all, if T.Y. Hilton plays, I can't be guaranteed he's 100%, um, but I'll take him at 70 or 80. Uh, if T.Y. Hilton does not play in this game, I'm going to lay off this game. But having said that, if T.Y. Hilton does play, if I can get him at even 70%, uh, I like the Colts. Um, before I even get into this game, though, again, this is one of those – uh, seven might be a little high. Um, you're going to have to really watch for the backdoor cover. Maybe this is one of those games you want to buy buy a couple points and get it down if you can or see if you can monitor those lines and see if it trends the right way. But uh, I really like the Colts. Um, the Raiders, they're 2-14 straight up and 3-12-1 against the spread in their last 16 road games. Those numbers are atrocious, okay? You can't deny those numbers. I don't care what your gut's telling you. Those are some atrocious numbers. <laughs> but again, seven's a little high. Uh, I got to be honest with you, you know, not every week is gravy. Not every week, eight jump off the page here. And um, this is going to be one of those tough weeks, I think. So that seven might be high. You got to watch the back door cover. And if T.Y. Hilton doesn't play, I'm going to stay off this game. If he plays, then I'm going to get on it, maybe buy it down, watch that line, and try and get an optimal number. But I like the Colts. All right. So Chris is leaning Colts. I'm leaning Raiders. Go ahead, Greg. Settle the debate. You like a play in this one. Yeah, give me the over. Uh, so, uh, so we've got it on on all ends here. Uh, basically, the Malik Hooker, we don't know if Leonard is going to play, right? So those defensive injuries, I think, favor 
Um, Oakland, um, again, I wouldn't go with Oakland because we're on back-to-back road games. Um, so I think that's going to help Indy. I'm not as concerned with uh, T.Y. Hilton. I don't discredit what he's doing, but I'd like to see Paris Campbell out there and, and see what he's got. They've also got, uh, you know, pretty – they're no-name backups, but they're pretty efficient backups and dual uh, tight ends there. Max been running the ball well, and the offensive line's still healthy. So I do like the the scoring, um, and I'm going to – I think I'm at 45 right now, uh, if that's correct. It's up from 44-and-a-half, so give me the over 45. Um, I like that. I'll double-check that number right now. You said uh, you had it at 45 last check? Yep. Yeah, I got a little at 44 and a half, but I imagine I'm going to have to be on it at uh, 45. But um, I'm glad you said that. You said you got a little at 44 and a half, so you're already in. Yeah. All right. I'm already in, and I got a, uh, you know, these aren't super popular, but I got a 10-point teaser. I got an under 35 to start, so I like that. I want to talk about already being in and i hope you don't mind here but we're going to share a painful story for you this week so last week when we did the podcast we told you we liked the baltimore ravens plus six and a half and the new england patriots new york jets under 44 so greg what numbers did you get last week on those two games So when we gave it out, it was at 44. I got it at 43. Uh, went from a push to a uh, a loss. But when I actually started looking at it, it actually opened at 45 and a half. So really started as a win, went to a push for most, morning of, uh, went to a loss. And then uh, Baltimore, did you? Did yep, you that was the other one. Situation? Yeah, so we gave that out at six and a half, and uh, don't ever visit family uh, when you're trying to handicap it. Just get distracted. So I didn't put my my picks in. I told you, Joe, to yell at me. Uh, so I'm already loading up here on Tuesday and Wednesday on the numbers that I like. So I, I got the push there, but we had it at six and a half and six all day, uh, and I got the push for uh, Baltimore. So we went from push win to push loss and that's no good and and that is why we preach the lines that we do here i mean especially on key numbers like three six and seven when you're going in those half points within there if you got to make sure this is why we advocating shopping around for the best line to find the line that you want there were a couple games i mean one of the games that i actually stayed away from because the line moved way too much was detroit I, I like detroit i was with you but by the time i got to it the line i think had gone to four and that was just too big a line move for me to play on. So it's something, and it still would have it still would have hit that one. But it was just I didn't get a, a good value number on that one, in my opinion. And I didn't want to get the worst of the number. So uh, definitely look at those and, and make sure you're getting your best numbers for you. So with that being yeah, said, watching, go ahead, Chris. Watch, real quick, Joe. Watching the lines all week is big. I mean, line analysis is big. Uh, like you were saying earlier, the average better waits till they wake up Sunday morning, pull out a newspaper, and put in bets. That sometimes is the worst time to put in your play. There's just too much going on. you got to watch it. Um, this is why we try and do this thing in, in, in the middle of the week or early in the week so we can give you some of this information, and you guys got to do your best to use it in your, in your favor because um, uh, you could really work for you. And look, Greg, and Greg, we like to consider Greg uh, one of the experts, and uh, he didn't take his own advice because of distraction. So. 
uh, proof is in the pudding right there. So you got to monitor these lines. Greg likes to say we're nothing if not principled, but we have to follow those principles. <laughs> and, and don't worry, despite those uh, faux pas, we were still up big last week in the NFL. So yes. no harm, no foul. Across the board. So, all right, with that being said, since we're talking about line moves, let's go to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are headed to Detroit, oh, which we were just talking about this week, to take on the Lions. This is a matchup of undefeated teams, believe it or not. It doesn't feel like the Lions are undefeated. Uh, but I will say that this line has already moved, opened at 5.5. That's Chiefs minus 5.5. It's up to Chiefs minus 6.5. I jumped on this one early at 5.5. Chris, with this line move, you're actually moving to Detroit in this one, or you like them to begin with. Why? Uh, I'll hear here. I like the, the Chiefs. Right now, that line is moving up because, like you said, it's hard to believe that the Detroit Lions are undefeated. Um, and like we also said before, maybe a little paper soft here. Um, so, you know, your original, your eye test, you know, no thinking, no thing, gun to your head, going with the Chiefs. Mahomes, going with the Chiefs. Put big points, do this, do that. You just don't even think about it and you say Chief, Chiefs. But when you dig a little deeper, okay, you'll find out that since 2017, Kansas City is 0-4. I repeat. That's not good. 0-4. <laughs> straight up. And 0-3-1. I repeat. 0-3-1 against the spread on the road in the NFC. Okay? And I'm going to take that one step further. That's since 2017. In the past five years, they're 2-8 straight up and 2-6-2 and against the spread. That combined with the... Um, Chiefs coming off that game against the Ravens, where you know that's a big game, a big matchup. They were pumped up. Um, they got a big game um, uh, next week, right? They're playing they play Indy next week. Indy next week. Oh, they're playing Indy next week, so they're, they're not really looking ahead to next week. But with all that saying, I like Detroit, okay? And let me tell you something. Detroit uh, against NFC, AFC teams uh, in their last four games – um, they've won three of them outright. Um, so Detroit's gritty. They're at home. Um, I think there's a little bit of a letdown game for the Chiefs. Um, the numbers do not support them at all, even in this Patrick Mahomes era. Um, and I think this is one of those games where are the Chiefs going to win this game? Probably. But if you can get this game to seven or, hey, maybe even seven and a half, the way these this line is moving, jump on it because I think this is one of those games where – Detroit might be able to hang around, but at the very least, you might get one of those garbage touchdowns at the end to cover. So I'm going to go with my gut here, go with the numbers, and I'm going to take the points. All right. So one of the things that I like to say is if there's a big enough middle, I want to jump in it. And if we go to seven and a half on this, I agree with you totally. Since I got it early at five and a half and that was off the board pretty quick. uh, If it goes to seven and a half, you got a two point middle in there where you can scoop and maybe win both sides of the bet. And it doesn't happen too often. And especially with key numbers like six and seven. So if this goes to seven and a half, I might have no choice. And I'll make an argument for the other side of this too. The obviously one big uh, injury that, that they're dealing with is Eric Fisher on the offensive line. We know that Tampa, uh, that Kansas City's defense is a sieve right now. They give up points like crazy, and there's a chance that you get a great backdoor cover here. If their offense is just slowed down a little bit with Eric Fisher, how, and we know Tyree Kill and what he's dealing with, so they're already down that. I mean, obviously Mahomes has, it doesn't look like he's missed a beat so far, but uh, if Detroit, and obviously they're at home in Detroit, so those little things that add up, 
you might get Detroit to get a back-end cover on here where you're sitting on a number like 14 thinking you're resting easy with the Chiefs and Stafford throws a touchdown late. And the other thing about Detroit is they don't give up. You mentioned the grit. I mean, in all of these games, they have been competitive to the end, and so they know if it is a close game late that they are going to be competing in this one. Greg, what's your thoughts on this game? I'm chomping at the bit over here to weigh in. So uh, one of the one of the key topics is potential letdown game, right? Who who could be in a bigger letdown situation than Detroit escaping against the Chargers, where they shouldn't have won, against Philadelphia, where they shouldn't have won? Uh, so they're they're definitely walking into a situation where they're yeah you know, kind of a bandit having stole those two games. They gave up the game against. Uh, the Cardinals, which is which is interesting, and I gotta I gotta throw a, a challenge flag on <laughs> that stat there on the the Chiefs against the NFC because I do recall uh, 2017 Super Bowl year for the Eagles that uh, the Chiefs beat them in Week Two, I want to say. Uh, so I, I don't know about those O for NFC numbers. Um, it was on the road, though. It was on the road. I don't know who was home for that game. He was saying. Uh, me neither. But, but <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my numbers are on the road. My numbers are on the road numbers. Yeah, and I don't care. 0-4 straight up and 0-3-1 against the spread on the road versus the NFC. Yeah, and then the five-year data is PM pre-Mahomes. Uh, yes. Right. So I, I don't care about those uh, Alex Smith years. So uh, I like it. You look at Detroit's run defense as well. Uh, and, you know, teams are somewhat staying away from running against them because it's just not successful. Yeah. Um, with Snacks in there in the middle, they've been good ever since they scooped him up from the Giants. Um, so what does that mean? He's going to pass the ball, right? So you, we're going to spread it around. Um, yeah, so I don't like the Chiefs' defense, but I, I think we might be looking at a blowout here. Um, so I'm, I'm going Chiefs, very square move, right? There's going to be a lot of public money um, on there despite the, the Lions' record. Um, so I think the Lions' record might be the only thing that doesn't push this thing over seven um, so I'm going, I'm going chiefs. And if you, uh, you know, if you're scared about the points, the back end cover, tease it down, um, play with a couple other things. So you're jumping on this then now I have to assume at six and a half. Yes. All right. Yes, I will. Here, here, here. In real, in real time, I'm getting it before seven. Fair enough. So I, and I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to. Put a, a sprinkle selection. Yeah. A sprinkle, as yeah, we not, say. Not, I'm not loading up like we did on the Steelers, but I'm I'm, I'm not going conservative. Either. Well, yes, we talked about the sprinkle. Uh, well, you're I trying it, to show us there. The empty key. Yeah. You're not the center of the bed right now. He's not on his empty keys. He's as we speak. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, all right, we're 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 in. The, the ticket's punched. When we talk about the sprinkle, we're good. Chris, we introduced the sprinkle, as you know, last week with the uh, with two games particularly. We're talking about sprinkling on the money line. Uh, we mentioned the Pittsburgh Steelers and Greg I, I believe you said you were going to send out a tweet to the Pittsburgh Steelers that I said they were the same team as the New York Giants and I believe I said that Daniel Jones and the Giants were going to win outright against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now the Bucks did everything I they could have ever asked for to help and in, in winning that game but 
what do you think about the Giants compared to the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? Mm, they have one more win than they have. <laughs> Even teams. And, and, the, and, and the, the, the smart money didn't sprinkle anything. It, it took the seven points and, and loaded up, like I said to do. So in, it, enjoy your win, even though it shouldn't have been a win. Uh, but, <laughs> a win is a win is a win it, is a win is a win. You know what, Ugh. Chris? He didn't follow last season when we posted the, uh, the, the Vin Diesel quote. It doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning, baby. <laughs> Winning is winning. But anyway, so I'm going to go back. (laughs) Yes. I'm going back to the well this week with the New York Giants laying three as they return home to face the Washington Redskins. No Saquon Barkley in this one, which is going to be obviously a big loss for the Giants. But man, Daniel Jones looked composed throughout. Uh, and it never the game never seemed too big for him when they were playing against Tampa Bay last, last week. And I think Washington right now is about just as big a mess as you can be in the NFL. Their coach is on the hot seat. They're coming off a Monday night loss where they had five turnovers to the Chicago Bears. And they have to go on the road now to take on a division rival that, honestly, the momentum on that team is just looking up. They're getting healthier and they've got some excitement. Giants defense is a sieve. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think the Redskins will be able to take advantage of it. I say lay the three and take the G-men. Gentlemen, the floor is yours to slay me on that one. Uh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can definitely disagree with you. I got to kind of agree with you. As much as I'm a anti-giant guy, I can't. I can't disagree with you too much. The kid looked good. He looked great. Um, again. Tampa did everything in their power to lose that game. Um, you got to make the 34-yard field goal <laughs> yeah. to win that game. I mean, that guy, I don't know where he is now. He should be back in bags at the grocery store. I, I, I'd be surprised if that guy's still on the roster. But what they've gone through like five kickers already over there, right? Yeah, kicker. kickers are being very undervalued right now, especially with those extra points being moved back. Um, they've, they've made a difference in a couple games this season, especially when it comes to the lines. Can, I don't can care. I they have like got to be able to kick a 34-yard field goal. Can I bring up a, a bigger problem that how in the world do you get a, a shitty no, – I won't curse – a poor win, <laughs> poor defense uh, with a missed field goal at the end – and then parade around with the nickname Danny Dimes. You well, kidding me? To be fair, Danny Danny Dimes was was before I believe uh, his nickname going back to Duke. Although everybody's been introduced to him as that now. Yeah, I can't wait to be able to bet against the Giants again next week. I don't even know who they play, but when they play an actual real football team with a real defense. I can't wait. That, that's all I have to say. So you know, in my in my analysis, one of the things I look at is who the team is playing next week every week because I think sometimes you get those look ahead games. I wrote in this one because it is a, a division game doesn't matter, uh, but I also was not aware that they were was thinking about the uh, Redskins this week, and I was worried that that might be a little bit of an issue. This team was just focused on their quarterback and 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 getting some guys healthy. Next week they play the Minnesota Vikings which uh, I, I could see very much with you, Greg, loading up against and, against the Giants and, in that one. And then, and then the New England. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll be back in Danny Dimes. Yeah, yeah, no. 
let's see how Danny Dimes does against uh, Minnesota and New England. I can't wait. All right, since we're talking about the Vikings, let's go there next. The Vikings are headed to Chicago to take on the the Bears. Minnesota coming off a blowout win over Oakland, while the Bears coming off a big win over Washington on Monday night. Uh, but I have a lot of questions about their offense after that game. Greg, you like the Vikings in this one. Why? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to follow what I said earlier and get it because I think it's going to go through zero and they'll probably be a favorite uh, by the time it kicks off. But let me just say I, let me just say for that, uh, people listening, because I didn't say it, the Vikings right now, uh, somewhere between one and a half and two and a half, depending on your site, they opened as three-point underdogs, but that line is dropping very quickly. Yeah, so I, I'm going to get it now, plus two. Uh, I don't think I'll buy it up to three. That's that's just too much. I think both defenses um, are strong, but Chicago, in my opinion, um, well, and, and you know, honestly, Denver, Washington, uh, and Green Bay, who hasn't looked great offensively, those are the offenses that they've faced. So really, they've looked fantastic. That's why the line's 38. Um Minnesota, I think, has looked better. I think Kirk Cousins is getting a bit of a uh, a tough rap right now. Um, I don't find him to be great, but I don't find him in, to be in the bottom third either. I think he's right in a in the middling area. Certainly better than Mitchell uh, Trubisky, uh, and I think there's a stronger run game there, stronger wide receivers. Uh, Gabriel was the only guy that Mitch Trubisky was was hitting this past week. I think he got concussed, right? Yep. So Anthony Miller's totally disappeared. Um, and, you know, Allen Robinson, if all, all you have to do is cover him up. I forget the name of uh, Minnesota's quarterback, but I, I think they got a pretty good one that could probably shadow him. So I'm going with Minnesota. I don't like, uh, you know, it's fishy to me, right? That's the only thing. Like, why would – Chicago be favored in this game. I guess they're getting more than three points for home field advantage, but I'm I'm taking the two. I wish I got it earlier because it opened at three. So I don't know when you had to get it to get it at three, um, but uh, I'll be keeping my eyes open for for stuff like that moving forward. All right, Chris, what do you think? Uh, um, I don't like this game at all. I don't like the line. I don't like the way the line's moving. Uh, I don't like either offense. I don't like either quarterback. I think uh, Cousins is probably better than what he's playing right now, but I also think he's in his head. Uh, when a quarterback's in his own head, that's major, major problem. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, I told you what I thought about him. Mitch Trubisky, okay? I'm not a Mitch <laughs> Trubisky guy. Um, I think he was his game, that his performance he put up um, this week was a product of the team he played against. Um, I think both defenses are solid. Um Gun to my head, I'm taking the Bears because I think the Bears defense is really, really good, and I think they're more of an opportunistic defense. And I think if uh, any either defense is going to put points on the board, I think that's going to be Chicago, and I think that'll be the difference in the game. But I really don't like the way the line's moving. Um, but I got to put my stamp on it. I'm taking the Bears and and riding their defense. But I don't love anything about this game. So obviously, the division rivalry plays a big role into this. Uh, these teams know each other because uh, they play each other twice a year. I think the whole Kirk Cousins thing has been 
kind of oversold because of how much they're running the ball. I believe right now uh, Cook is the leading, Dalvin Cook is the leading rusher in the NFL because they have been absolutely pounding the rock with him. I think that the Bears are more suited for the pass rush, and I actually think that they're going to pound the rock even more with Cook in this one, especially because they have some some injuries to their, uh, I believe it's third and fourth wide receivers, uh, Diggs and uh, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, though, still healthy for for the Vikings going into this one. The other thing that I, I look at is in that game, they're off. They put up 31 points to the Chicago Bears. And I, Greg, I think that's part of the reason. You mentioned the teams that they beat being the Washington Redskins and the Denver Broncos, two of the worst teams in the league right now. And they yes. needed a miracle. Yes, yeah. They needed a, they needed a miracle to beat the to beat the Broncos. So when you see record, I think they're a little bit of an imposter on that one. And I also think that Minnesota is is going to catch them at a good time coming off a Monday Night Football game where guys were getting beat up at the end. You mentioned the concussion to Taylor Gabriel. I believe Akeem Hicks got hurt uh, for them as well on their defensive line in that game against the Redskins. So I think they're a little bit beat up on short rest in a game that I think is going to be another beat-em-up type of game, I think I'll take the points in this one because I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota wins it outright. So a little bit of disagreement there, but that's okay that you want to get the views. One other thing that I think is pretty interesting is the Vikings uh, yards per play right now. They are they are at 6.4. Min, uh, the Chicago Bears only averaging 4.6 yards per play on offense. Their defense has been doing a lot of the work uh, uh, in those wins for them. So should be interesting to see against the good Vikings defense. With that, we'll go to the LA Rams as they are playing host to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Chris, you mentioned you're a little scared of backdoor covers this week, but uh, you lean to the Rams in this one. Uh, yeah. Um, when I was starting my starting to look early in the week, um, first game that jumped, kind of jumped off me a little bit was the Rams uh, laying a nine and a half. Um, and they, like I was telling you guys, they passed an early eye test for me. Um, but I did a little digging around. And um, since 2017, the Bucks some atrocious numbers, 3-14 and 14 straight up on the road, 6-10, and 6-10-1 against the spread. But those six games that they covered, all six games were on the West Coast. Um, not sure what that means, but now they come to the West Coast and they play well. Um so I'm not going to go into too much on this. I, I, I like the Rams. Should the Rams be able to cover the cover this 10 points at home against the Bucs? Um, I, I think so. But um, it just might be a tad high for me. And, again, just have that gut feeling this week they're going to get a lot of garbage stuff in the end. And uh, if anybody can get some garbage points at the end, it's, uh, you know, the, the Buccaneers. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams blew them out. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if something garbage at the end kills us. So, um Again, gun to my head. I'm going with the Rams. Uh, they were the that, that's what they looked at me. Okay, jumped off the page of me early at nine and a half. Uh, the digging around made me fish off a little bit, but um, uh, that six and one just for some reason is glaring to me. I mean, it's hard to go to the West Coast and 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 win games, and they're doing it. And a nice clip here. So uh, this is one of those buyer beware games. All right. So let's not forget that. Uh, so I, I'm going to play kind of both sides of the fence here. And I know one thing that you like to talk about, Greg, is the home away splits for quarterbacks. So why don't you touch on that first as it pertains to Jared Goff? Because I think that might be an indicator in this one. If you do, if you are looking for reasons to play the Rams. 
Yeah, so for the past couple of years, you would fade Roethlisberger uh, and Breeze on the road. And I think the sample size has gotten to be 10-plus games for Goff's road games. And he, I think he's averaging no more than one touchdown on the road. And I think it's about two and a half, three at home. So from that side of things, I did take the Rams last week. That was more a bet against uh, Cleveland. Uh, but that was also why I kind of <laughs> like that game going under. Um, so at home, you know, we, we, we can bet on Goff. I'm, I'm not on him 100% this week, but it, that would be the side that I would take. Um, but it, it's definitely looking to be one of those things. So we look when we look to stay away from teams that are on back-to-back road games, I also want to look for these quarterbacks in these types of situations where, you know, I can look and, and potentially play them at home, but I'm not going to play them on the road um, at, at all. Yeah. Um, so uh, one, one, more, one more nugget, too. Um the Rams also under under McVay uh, in the McVay era, they're averaging 36 points and at, on home at home games. Wow! Um, so that's uh, you know they would really have to uh, you know you have to ask yourself too also you know if you're looking for the Bucks to cover you know can they keep up with that um, that kind of output? Yeah, and and one thing on an injury front to watch on that is is Chris Godwin. Um, he has been seemingly Jameis Winston's favorite target so far this season and he's dealing with some injuries as they head into this week too so you want to make sure he's going to be playing if you are going to go with the Bucks, or maybe that pushes you over the edge to the Rams one of the buyer beware things to think about here as we're talking about backdoor covers is that the Rams are playing Seattle next week at Seattle so that's a big division game they're heading on the road maybe at the end of this one they just decide to shut it down and get out healthy rather than maybe going for that extra touchdown or you know uh just trying to run out the clock uh, or maybe not even or give up the easy touchdown to get out healthy uh if they're leading big in this one so nine and a half again a key number as we're looking at it here could go to 10 especially with the rams being a public favorite so if you're going to be on the rams be on them early we suggest and that ladies and gentlemen brings us to our wing foot lock of the week with the miami dolphins hosting the la chargers and I know what you're thinking out there. Philip Rivers, you just heard that Melvin Gordon is coming back for the Chargers, although he's not playing this week. So the Chargers must be the pick of the week. But how could you lay 16? But wait. But wait. Chris, how do you, how do you describe the Miami Dolphins this season? I'm just going to say one thing here. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I'm going to say more than one thing here. You said you mentioned going back, going to the well before. Um, not only am I going to go back to the well, but my well is filled with well water, and I don't know if it's uh, it's safe to drink. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to dip my toe in this uh, unrefrigerated sushi one more time. One okay? more, and I'm going to tell you why. <clears throat> Two and twelve against the spread when the Chargers are favored by 13 points and more. Okay, that's A, B. We've documented it over the past four or five podcasts that we've done so far. West Coast teams going to the East Coast for that dreaded 1 p.m. game. Okay? Again, buyer beware. And going into the week, I wasn't necessarily going to put that hashtag wingfoot lock on this. I was maybe going to put a hashtag wingfoot winging a prayer on it. <laughs> um, but I'm dipping my toe in, Joe. 
I think if the Dolphins are going to cover these huge point spreads any week, I think it's going to be this week. I think the the Chargers are going to overlook them. I think the Chargers were everything going against them, the numbers, the the travel, and it's the Dolphins. Um, and I think uh, the Dolphins are going to find a way to cover this number. And I think this is going to be one of those backdoors that helps us win. And I think. Uh, I don't know. I got, I got burned twice already. All right. The first time was I told you they're going to get five wins this week with the number five wins this season. The number was four and a half. I figured they can eke out five. I told you why. About a week after that podcast, what do they do? They trade the whole entire team. I told you they were going to win week one. Now, granted, no excuses here. Week one's a tough week to pick. But with the Heat, I thought I thought the Ravens would come in, not score big points. They put up fifty nine points. I'm like great. How do you hold the team on the 50th? It's hard these days, right? But I'm dipping my toe back in. Go fish. Hold your nose and go with the fish. Oh, my goodness. All right, so I got to ask you, when you said four and a half, you knew that was wins for the season, not covers for the season, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> was totals. I misspoke. I'm sorry. The first no, 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 no. For the you said it. You said it right. I just wanted to make sure. You spoke correctly. I was just I saying. I also didn't know they were trading away the entire team about three and a half days after that podcast. All right. So so that's number one. Number two is is I love it. Uh, this is like that, that girlfriend that you have that you keep breaking up with and you get back together. You keep breaking up with. You get back together. You know it's not going to work, but you give it one more shot. You're going to give it you one more the, shot. Insanity, right? You know the definition of insanity, right? <laughs> yes. You keep doing the same thing expecting a different result. All right. So. We're doing a lot of joking around here, a lot of fooling around. We're having fun with this, but all serious because when it comes to money and putting the best down, you know, you know, this, it's not fun in games. Um, I think they're going to cover this week. I think they're, they're going to play a little scrappy. I think they showed you in the first half of last week against the, the Cowboys that if teams take them light, they can hang around. And I think the Cowboys came out, and took them light. Dak admitted it after, if you watched the press conference that Dak had, he admitted that he got greedy. He thought he can just uh, do whatever he wanted because of, you know, who he was playing, but they had enough sense and they were home to turn it around and do what they had to do. And they had, but they're also shown this year, the Cowboys, that they can put up quick numbers and, and big numbers. Uh, I don't know if the Chargers can do that. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it on the road. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome this, this travel stuff. They should have enough in the tank to beat the Dolphins. But I'm going to take this. Uh, I'm going to take the points this week. All right, Greg is playing double dutch over there, trying to get in. So go ahead, Greg. <laughs> yeah. So I was just looking at it too, and I think the the schedule so far is really helping us with these these numbers, right? Dallas, New England, and Baltimore, right? I think they've had the toughest wow. schedule so far this year, uh, and you know. The, the Chargers is their break, right? And have the Chargers looked like any of those teams, especially their, you know, their road game going into Detroit and just putting up a big stinker out there? So, I, I really like this, and it's very hard to say. Hey, I like Miami. Right? Everyone's, everyone's <laughs> South Beach is great. Le <laughs> <laughs> Fountain uh, Blue. <laughs> yeah, so it's. Uh, yeah, I was in the same boat, and after week one, I said, what do we do? Do we just blindly bet against Miami for the rest of the year, you know, the next 15 games? You did say that. Them? I certainly did, but I haven't done it, uh, and, and you know, we, we don't do things like that. So, um, yeah, so I, I like it. I like the situation, um, and, and I think they 
they showed something last week because they were at least it was a 10 six at half yep. right so it's you know they were still in it and they gave up the ball a couple of times they're going to do that they're not a good team yeah, they, they fumbled the ball right before the half they, they could have taken a lead at halftime right right so um yeah nobody's gonna be comfortable with it uh but i'll 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 stick to i'll make my third live bet while we're doing this so that way it's locked <laughs> in uh and i'm committed to it I love it. I love it. All right, so there you go, folks. You heard it. The wing foot lock of the week, the Miami Dolphins plus 16. Find the 16 and a half and uh, and jump on it because that line is, believe it or not, moving in the opposite direction. It opened at, a se- at 17 there. The wing foot lock. Which I like, too. I like that, too. I like that it's moving in the wrong direction. Yeah, we're holding our noses. And, uh, and we're going with the fish <laughs> this week. All right, so to recap for you this week, we like the Tennessee Titans plus four. The uh, Kansas City-Detroit game, you want to watch that as the line goes up. Chris is rolling with the Lions plus six and a half. I'm already locked in with the Chiefs at minus five and a half. If that line goes too far, I'll jump on the Chiefs as well. Oakland and Indy, pay attention to the injury report, folks. That's going to be a big one in this, especially for Indy. T.Y. Hilton and uh, Darius Leonard, key injuries to watch for the Colts. The... Minnesota Vikings. Greg and I like the Minnesota Vikings plus two and a half. Two going down quickly. Uh, Chris is rolling with the Bears in that one. Be careful with the Rams this week uh, as they are nine and a half point favorites against Tampa Bay. But we do like the Rams in that one. I'll go with the Giants. Lay the three at home against the Skins and the wing foot lock of the week. The Miami Dolphins plus 16 and a half. Thank you for staying with us this whole time here at Wingfoot Sports. That's the Wingfoot Locks of the Week. For Chris Portente, Greg Coyle, and Joe Masiri, that's me. This has been Wingfoot Locks brought to you by Wingfoot Sports. And until next time, remember, everybody, it's not whether or not you win the game. It's whether or not you cover the spread. Talk to you next week. (laughs) 